This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Dog Boy, Den of Thieves by Bill Meeks. Available now on the Amazon Kindle, iBooks, at CreateSpace, or for the Barnes & Noble Nook. And find out more at DogBoyAdventures.com. Who's that? Lovely to see you again. Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And this is a hole to nowhere. Uh, we also talk about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. How, <laughs> how are you doing, Emery? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, it feels like it's been a while since we've talked about this show. It has been. It's been, wow, it's been two weeks, three weeks? Two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Because they had know, the we week off. We were off a week, and then we were off a week. Yeah, because we... Yeah, we uh happens. We 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 uh we missed class last week, <laughs> which we did. We didn't. I, we didn't I, have I, all our notes. Mm. <laughs> I, I guess it's generally just as well because uh, we we didn't like the episode too much. We'll talk about it a little bit though. But uh, uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce our, our guest this week, Emery? That's right, guests plural. Yes. We have two. <laughs> we have guests. We to- have a veteran guest, <laughs> Deborah, also known as Snow Bunny One Forty Three. How are you doing? Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2 a.m. Hey, no <laughs> nice. Love the 2 a.m. podcasting. Yeah, we haven't had you on since our Comic-Con uh, spoiler party. Was it Comic-Con party. or Dragon-Con? Well, no, I think it was a... I think it, was it the Comic-Con spoiler party I thought it was? I can look. It was a Friday night spoiler party, but I can't remember now because it's been a while. Yeah, I think uh, it was the one. Comic-Con. Okay. Yeah, I think it was the one like right before Dragon Con. Yeah, and we co- or we called it the Monday night Comic Con party. I think. I think oh. that was. Oh. Yeah, that might have okay. been it. Yeah. Something like it's that. It's 2 a.m. You can believe. You can say whatever you want, and I'll just agree with you. <laughs> She's gonna smile and nod and agree. There we go. You've been on every episode that we've ever done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you you were the lost third uh, third host for Green There we go. Slash one. <laughs> And you want We actually have have a uh, a second guest as well, don't we? A second guest. We have Rebecca from Operation Cobra podcast. What's up, everybody? Hello. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. We name drop you in like every other episode anyway, because we've had some sort of Twitter conversation. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yep, yep. You're a reference point for us sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, so, some of our listeners over the summer might have heard the uh, the Grimm's fairy tale I recorded for Rebecca because she was doing a bunch of uh, dramatic readings of lesser known Grimm's fairy tales uh, while we were on the off season. So, yeah, you might have caught that in our feed as well. And uh, you were also on the uh, Once Upon a Time season two panel. We did a Dragon Con, right? Or I did a yes. Dragon Yes, I was part of that as well. Yes, that was a good time. It was a very it was good times. Time. Great times. I, I I remember most of it. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few few. Moments I was eating there. adult gummy bears, so I don't. Yeah, that gets to be a long weekend. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, let's see here. I guess we should go ahead and dive in and talk about this week's episode. Amory, you want to do the uh, episode summary? Okay, this is my first time reading it all the way through, so this should be good. <laughs> <laughs> the queen makes Alice cross the Great Divide while Cyrus attempts to get out from inside. 
Jafar cuts the foot of our brave little rabbit, while we see Anastasia make ambition her habit. Our heroine faces off against a creepy young Alice and does the right thing, though her heart's filled with malice. And we see the Red Queen ascend to the throne in this week's episode, Heart of Stone. That was a good one. I, I liked it. I Yay! That, that really sums like that. up, actually. That was a really good summary. Yeah, see that that was another thing last week when we were like getting the show prep and everything together was I I just wasn't inspired to do a rhyme even. It, it's, it's just, I don't I don't know the episode just fell in. Well, I guess we can go ahead and talk about last week's episode for you know five minutes here at the top. Uh, it, it, let's uh, I I won't start first because I really hated it. So, <laughs> Marie, what did you give, give us a, a general impression of last week's episode? Um, Oh, what was I didn't the like it either, so we should <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't I felt it was kind of forced. Yes. A bit. Like the act yes, it was a filler episode. It was a oh, we need to tell you this. We're just gonna throw it all at you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, some of the acting left a bit to be desired for me. <laughs> so that's really an issue for me. <laughs> well, I, but I believe both of our guests seem to enjoy it a little more. So anybody want to take that? I, I will. Okay, um, God. Uh, well, I actually really enjoyed that episode because for the basically this whole time, I've been like, what is the motivation for any of these villains? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're doing, why they're doing it. So I was actually glad to see Jafar... Jafar's story explained as to why he needed revenge to get back at his father and that he needed these three genies so that it explained why he wanted Cyrus. Mm -hmm. So I was really glad to see all of that. And I mean, just a a generic overview of why I liked the episode was that, you know, I liked the introduction of the lizard. Mm-hmm. I really liked oh, yeah. the uh, the great twist in Jafar's backstory where we actually saw what happened with his staff. Like, I thought that was really cool. That I liked that, um, yeah. That Amara actually turned into his staff, so I really enjoyed that. And I thought Alice was really smart in that episode, even though part of the, you know, executioner sequence was kind of predictable. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really liked that she was really smart in that episode. And just, I think what really capped it off for me was that ending montage with the wishbone thing. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked that because it kind of brought all those characters together in that one little moment. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't the greatest episode I've ever seen, but it was a uh, one of the more, it was one of the stronger ones for Wonderland. Yeah, I, I definitely right. love the, oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, the way that you said that made me like the episode more. Like, I guess you might- <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, it was... Go I, ahead. I was just going to say, and uh, we have this down in the, our point, so I might as well discuss it now, but uh, the, the lizard character was a really good, good character. I actually... Uh, until uh, I saw this week's episode, I thought it might be a possibility that they might even be setting her up to be uh, Will Scarlet, the knave's uh, true love uh, or whatever, you know, or yeah. his, his new love interest. But I, and I'm sure we'll probably get into it uh, during the discussion of this week's episode. But it almost seemed like they were kind of setting him back up to maybe go back with the uh, his former girlfriend. <laughs> but we'll talk about that. In a few, but uh, no, in uh, Rebecca, it, I definitely agree that it, anything with Cyrus through the entire series, I think, has been wonderful. Every Cyrus yeah. scene is like the best part of the episode every week. Uh, yeah, he's pretty great. Which I'm just more happy of him. he's well. I'm happy he's out now. Maybe we will get more of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of key. And seeing as how I think we only have what three episodes left or something, <laughs> so because they're I think they're ending at eight. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Every, I think it was originally, what, a six, was it originally a 16? Well, I thought it was going to be like a 10, then a 10, 12, then, then a, a 12, then a question mark. Yeah, <laughs> right. That sounds about right. <laughs> and now everything I'm seeing is eight. So mm-hmm. that doesn't give us long to wrap up. Yeah. But. Well, uh, why don't we go ahead think- and get, uh, okay. dive into uh, the discussion of uh, Heart of Stone this week's episode? I and I, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, we were uh, a little more universal in our thoughts across yes. the board. Why, why don't uh, starting with uh, Amory? Why don't we go ahead and just give a brief uh, summary of what we thought of the episode? I liked this one. I struggled a little through the first half, but then all of a sudden it was like pow. Here's some good information. Here's some good scenes. Here's some not wanting to kill all the characters. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and evil Alice is scary. Yes. Yeah, she's so creepy. Crap. I was like, oh, my God, eight-year-old <laughs> child. What in the heck? <laughs> Zombie, angry Alice, child yeah. of the night. Very yeah. terrifying. It it almost seemed like uh, the the design for the, uh, the little Alice Lilla Alice uh, was, was from that uh, Alice video game that uh, you know has been popular for twenty years and they come out with a new one every two years where it's kind of like a, like a twisted Alice in Wonderland or something right which I thought I thought was pretty cool uh, Rebecca what did you think of the episode overall I I would agree I like this episode uh, the the big part of it for me was the big you know leap of faith that she had to do which I think is funny because this season of you know once upon a time the you know the once verse has had mm-hmm. these like leaps of faith that people have to do to build build these bridges like you saw that in Neverland with the echo cave and all that so I thought that was funny that yeah. that seems to be kind of <laughs> a little um you know, parallel. Uh, a little, a little parallel, a little bit, and it, you know, it always makes me think of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So, <laughs> any any time I think about that, I I enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, in general, this was a another strong episode for Alice, and I'm really glad to see that because. I mean, this is her story. So anytime there's a great Alice uh, situation, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. And uh, I thought there was some really uh, decent Red Queen backstory and some uh, good villain stuff with Jafar. Him cutting the rabbit's foot off was awesome. <laughs> oh, poor rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I really felt for uh, Will Scarlet at the, at the end there when the Red Queen sort of takes her you know, throne or whatever. Right. So uh, I thought it was a, a really good episode overall. Excellent. How about you, Deborah? Um, I really, really enjoyed this episode, I guess, more so than last week's. I think my favorite part was seeing the Red Queen kind of, she kind of got humanized for me. Uh, she's been mm-hmm. this really, mm-hmm. like, big-lipped, like, I don't really know <laughs> what's going on with her. But I really enjoyed seeing her with Will when they were, you know, they got through the portal and when they were mm-hmm. kind of, you know, trying to make their way. I think that really humanized her for me in a minute. And then when I saw her become the queen, that helped me kind of understand her backstory that she's very ambitious that she wants it but it did break my heart when I saw Will all sad that really <laughs> definitely broke my heart but I think yeah. it told me a lot because it, it I can tell that the Red Queen does love him although she wants and she needs the power it's mm-hmm. kind of like Regina-esque you know she needs and wants the power but she still has compassion so that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting in, in its own right so that that's what I liked about this episode yeah, and I, I I really liked it too. It was really weird though, and uh, me and Anne Marie were talking about this. It seemed like the quality was kind of poor and kind of like, oh, I don't even want to watch this for the first half of the episode, and then the second half yeah. of the episode. Once uh, they get to the, the uh, oh, what was it, the uh, Great Divide, and Alice falls, like the episode really picked up, and. 
you know, I th- and I thought, all storylines too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they definitely the back at, uh, half of this episode it was equal to my favorite episode of the series so far, which was the Caterpillar one a couple episodes back. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. One. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, definitely uh, great overall. I guess we should go ahead and uh, get into our points here. I believe you, uh, yours is first, Anne Marie. Mine is first. It's ah, my computer's dying, but thankfully I know what the point was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lizard. Okay. Mm-hmm. She seemed really randomly placed for me last episode, mm-hmm. and that. But then she was, you know, she was pretty important. She was pretty pivotal, and now she disappeared. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah. Like she was alive, right? <laughs> like she was alive. Wouldn't she have been, you know, well, still helping Alice? I, I think the last we saw of her, didn't Jafar throw her into some shrubbery? She got up after that, though. Yeah, the last <laughs> I think the last time we saw her was actually during that montage, and she actually sees the Red Queen. Um, I guess fix Will from being in stone. So she's sort of looking at the two of them. So I don't know if that's setting up some sort of weird love triangle. Yes. Or, but <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's like she's alive. How did she just disappear? Why wouldn't she be like with Alice trying to like figure it all out? Well, maybe I assume she was just sort of going to take up where the knave left off. Well, you know, if, if, if she's really being put there uh, to be part of uh, the knave's story, then maybe, you know, yeah, her plot line was kind of a uh, frozen while he was. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> That's a good point. Right? Maybe now that he's <laughs> he's been brought back to life, uh, they, uh, we'll see a little more of Lizard, too. <laughs> So, yeah, that was that was mm-hmm. my thing with her. Okay, uh, and uh, you want to go ahead and uh, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about lines? evil young Alice? Oh, evil young Alice. Okay, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how the enchantment worked. Like, was did it just sense whoever was there and turn into them, or was? Evil young Alice placed down there. I, I'm guessing it was probably one of those situations where it just kind of manifested uh, a being or a figure that the person being tested would trust. Uh, yeah. you, you know, and it, who would you trust more than, you know, the scared little girl you used to be? <laughs> that so. little girl was not scared. Oh, that, that little, little girl was scary. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> she was really scary. Although it know. was it was really weird after Alice made her decision when she came uh-huh. back around and she she looked pretty normal. She looked pretty pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, it like came up a little bit. <laughs> her hair was all nice and quaffed and clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the she dirt have, disappeared. She didn't have dark circles <laughs> under her eyes that made it look like she was going to kill you. <laughs> right. It but it seemed okay, so we didn't really find out what kind of dust this is though, right? It's just magic dust. Yeah, that's what is this the infamous pixie dust, which is like very dust on crack? It almost seemed like anti magic dust. No, because it performs magic. But wasn't it? Didn't it basically just cancel out any dark magic, like anything that Jafar had done, like cloaking his castle or turning Will into stone? Okay, that was the impression. That That was the impression. That is true. That's a good point. Could be. So I wonder, I, I don't know, you know, tying it back into the main series, maybe maybe it's some derivative of, I don't know, squid ink or something that we've seen being used over in the main series to uh, oh, stop. Squid ink. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Gotta love yeah, squid ink. Definitely. Uh, I think it's like a kind of a version of the pixie dust, though, mm-hmm. because whenever we see the pixie dust, it's doing like super magic. Which, like, the finding, because isn't that what they used to find Regina's other true love? 
Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, fairy dust? pixie dust or or even fairy dust could probably be used to do what they're doing. But it's just that, you know, without much effort, both times we see it used, it has basically the same effect, which is canceling out Jafar's magic. I, right. it, it seems like it, it's been made. Speci- and I mean, I think the Red Queen even says it at one point that it's like specifically made for that purpose. OK, you know, to cancel Who hit out- it then? What's that? Who hit it? I almost felt because because of, of uh, the way that uh, you know creepy little Alice and everything was there that there was almost like some so it just some sort of like guardian spirit or big entity thing in that mountain you know protecting it or you know only doling it out to people who deserved it. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Like I thought the dust just sort of lived there, and anybody who went down there had to be had to go through that test. Okay. Okay. I at first, first though when Alice was like walking across the invisible bridge and then she went down, I was like, wait a second, why isn't she pure of heart? What happened <laughs> between steps? Yes. I was like, did she just have an impure thought? <laughs> yeah, but I think um little Alice or crazy Alice, uh, I, I don't know what to really call her, zombie Alice, she really did a good job of riling big Alice up. And I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's definitely a play on like her emotions of how she felt about, you know, the red queen of how much she took her love away. So I think there was really a push to be like, how far can I push her to see mm-hmm. if she cracks? So it was right. good to see that, you know, she didn't fall for it, but uh, like I, you could see the red queen was a little bit shaken in her, you know, red gown on the minute <laughs> when she finally was like, okay, I'm not going to kill you right now, but we'll see what happens later. There were a couple of points before they made the big reveal that it was all a test that I thought maybe Creepy Alice was uh, sort of like an agent or a spell done by Jafar since he was over in his castle asking for, uh, you know, background personal information on Big Alice. I thought maybe he was going to try and like, you know, hit her where it hurts uh, talking to her through Little Alice. But then obviously, you know, it turned out to be the great test that luckily Alice passed. I would have killed the Red queen easy (laughs) yeah probably but i guess that just makes me an awful person who'll never get anti-magic dust nope no anti-magic dust for you i'm pure of heart (laughs) no speaking speaking of uh being an awful person though uh, we do get a lot of a background on the red queen uh in this episode and uh you know the the main uh point being in her character i think is that I, you know, while she loves uh, Will and everything, er, her ambition kind of controls her. And I, I was I was a little confused because in some ways it seemed almost they were saying that ambition is inherently evil or maybe maybe they were just saying it, it's evil if you put it above someone that you care about or, or you know, your only ambition is to, I don't know glorify or lift up yourself instead of you know having an ambition to make the world a better place or something uh but i i i also kind of uh i i was kind of curious what you guys thought whether you thought that uh you know anastasia or the red queen had had sort of this uh you know ambition in her or if she was really just trying to get mommy's approval (laughs) you know from that from that scene in the beginning i wanted a queen for a daughter exactly exactly i think it's both I mean, could you imagine having a mother that said, I would rather have a queen other than you? 
And who are these sisters? They kind of yes. reminded me of Cinderella a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, not not saying that she was, you know, like a maid or anything, but it, it felt like, oh, you're not as worthy as they are. So it kind of, it hurt me because, you know, that that's not a way you want to feel about your mother. So I could tell that obviously, you know, the Red Queen wants that type of approval from her mother. But I think the ambition, like the king said, is inherently within you, regardless of what happened, you know, that she's destined for more. And that, I guess, you know, something that was interesting in their backstory with her mother. I think it's funny that her mother was very Cora-like. And yeah. to tie that back yes. to Once Upon a Time, because both of those mothers wanted queens for daughters. They both mm-hmm. uh, they both disapproved of their daughter's happiness. And so I just think that's interesting that, you know, they sort of made these queens. You know, Regina is a queen. The Red Queen is a queen. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, is it like... are is it a prerequisite to be a queen to have some overbearing mother that wants you to be in that <laughs> position? So yeah, that was it, fun. In, a, in a certain sense, you know, uh, it being that we're all fans of the main series too, you, you know, it becomes kind of, I, I don't know, redundant thematically. Like we've kind of already seen these beats played out a little bit in the main series too, which makes it a little weird. Uh, something else I thought was kind of weird in the scene with the mother was that they, you know, they had cut off that scene with them about to jump into the portal. And then they, you know, in the teaser for this week's episode, they just kind of break in and have this whole other scene there. It's like, you couldn't have thought of some other way to do that scene, like maybe have it between Anastasia and her mother before Will got back with the portal or something. Right. You know, it just seemed kind of sloppy being put there in the timeline. It felt like it could have been put maybe a little before, but maybe that's just me. No, it was a little off-putting for me because I, I remembered before when they were going to do that, I I just assumed they went ahead and jumped in there. And so yeah, mm-hmm. then, I did too. then when they went back and said, oh, no, the mother popped in, it was a I, ha- I had to take a second to adjust to that. Yeah, it, it almost felt. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but it, I, I've kind of got this. And I think Anne-Marie has, too, a bit through the series that some things are kind of like being reworked, like up to right before they air or something. And they're they're kind of like rejiggering things based on reaction and stuff yeah. like that. And, and it, cutting it, multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. I, like, I feel that's really affecting the story. Yeah, yeah, it just it it just definitely it it feels like they keep they're they're like uh kind of readjusting every episode or so and like changing their game plan the creators game plan in the in the course of the series and it's making it feel just a little just disjointed overall although you know like we said this week's episode was a lot better especially the last half of it Mm -hmm. maybe that maybe that's why maybe because the order. Uh, for the episodes got cut short. Maybe they just have to kind of rein it in and have a bunch of stuff happen right away because they only have, you know, X amount of episodes instead of the amount they were going to have. Let's shove as much information as possible in two episodes (laughs) and blow everyone's mind. (laughs) Well, it worked. Uh, So, uh, Emery, you had a point here? Um, Well, we talked about most of this, but Mm -hmm. I personally am completely much more entertained by Will Scarlet and Anastasia than Cyrus and Alice. And I'm probably mm-hmm. alone in my little corner with that. <laughs> but I don't know. I Maybe it's just because I find him so much more interesting than Alice. I, I'm, she oh, yeah. kind of bores me. Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, feel... for for me, Will's probably my favorite character in the series yeah. still at this That's point, too. Uh, yeah. What about you guys? Oh, I love um, the name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love him. He's so cute. <laughs> I, I also really... I also really like the Anastasia character. I really don't like the Red Queen, although we finally got like, an, an yeah. explanation for why she talks so weird this episode, which I was glad yeah. she was imitating 
uh, crown jewels uh, person from the ball. <laughs> so. Right. So, Anne-Marie, I, I agree with you because um, we haven't really seen a lot of Alice and Cyrus. We've seen them separately, but we only got to see them in the first episode together, really. I right. mean, we've seen and it them was all fast. Here and there, but it, it's hard for us to really fall in love with them as a couple because they weren't really together. And I think we've seen more of Will and Anastasia than we have of, you know, Cyrus and Alice. So I think if we got a little bit more of them together, maybe, you know, really in the love stage, I think it would make our hearts smell a little bit more. But I agree with you in that statement about Will and Anastasia. Yeah, I don't know. She just, as strong as her character seems to be it just doesn't seem that strong to me does that make sense yeah it's like, because I she's want- a yeah it's, it's because she's a strong female lead so we see her as the single entity compared yeah. to a couple you know yeah so i think that maybe why like just mentally why we feel that oh, okay she's not that like their story is kind of boring because i haven't really seen much from the two well i was ex- I, I was actually expecting a lot more flashbacks to their world jumping days that are alluded to in the first couple episodes oh, you know yeah, I about that a- and they, they they've just never really called back to it, it it's if they address it, it in flashback at all it's you know, based around when Cyrus got taken or when they first met. And that's really all we've seen of their past. But but really, it, how long were they together? Because the mm-hmm. way that it's been set up, I feel like they weren't together very long before all of the no. drama. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just what's happened, but or because of how they've had to cut it. I don't know. It just... I wanted more! <laughs> I like backstory! I really Why like couldn't backstory. we have more? Yes. But... Going along that, though, what happens to the king? I want to know what happens to the smarmy king. That was one of my questions, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, never, yeah. you don't see him now, so there, something must have happened to him. And obviously, somebody killed him. And I, w- I would assume the Red Queen killed him. Yeah, Possibly. but, you know, he's just as smarmy as she is. Mm-hmm. Smarmy. Smarmy. <laughs> Do we get his name, what his name was? King Wonderland? I didn't get his name. I just assumed he was the Red King. Uh, yeah, I would assume because you know the whole chess motif and everything. Yeah, that, uh, that would make the most sense. I recognize the actor from somewhere though. I don't know if he's been on some sitcom in the past or something. I tried but... to look him up too, and I could not find any information about that guy. But his face looks so familiar. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just I just couldn't place him. I'm researching. <laughs> this is what I this is what I always do. Sorry, Red King from the Lookings. Sorry, can you continue talking around me? <laughs> um. Yes, but I, I I did uh I did I did like the uh, the the flashbacks definitely. I'm trying to think if the, I had any other points here. Uh, you guys can feel free to jump in too. See, this have to happen sometimes. Amory goes on a research quest, and then I'm like, oh wait. Well, that's because we say something, and I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. No, I I really uh you know just uh you know the general topic of the flashback. I really like that uh, Anastasia was like, you know, we're gonna go in for one last big job, one last big haul. It felt kind of like a like a, a Ocean's Eleven or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that one last big score before they retire forever and go back to the old land. Did you laugh at? As hard as I did about all the townsfolk just like lollygagging around, like it's <laughs> yeah, probably like, like ten o'clock at night, and all of a sudden, <laughs> hey, there's a queen. What's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, quickest courtship ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those those people seem to like the Red Queen, which yeah, I think is interesting. Oh, that's true. Maybe they hate her now. I don't know. Yeah, she she was brand new. That was before she killed the king. Come on. No. Good call. <laughs> 
No, but it, it, I, I'm kind of wondering what uh, what Jafar has on her. It, has that ever been made explicit? Because it, 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 it seems like it could be a possibility that maybe he had something to do with it, too. And maybe that's why she has been operating under his auspice for, you know, the entire series. Huh. Yeah, we don't know that either. And that drives me nuts. I just want to know. Tell me everything. <laughs> we yeah. want all the episodes right now. <laughs> yeah, Alice even asked the Red Queen, what exactly do you hope to gain from all of this? And I thought, that's exactly what I want to know. I want to know the motivations for these evil characters. So, yeah, I think the Red Queen still has a lot of backstory that we need to yeah. learn. It, it, yeah. it definitely feels like, uh, like I don't know, reconnecting with Wheel or Wheel. Uh, Will <laughs> is uh, definitely on the agenda for her, though. <laughs> like it, 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 it feels like uh, I, I don't know. She might almost have some, even some sort of end game in mind, past just the whole ambition thing. Uh, I, I, I just kind of, I, I don't have anything concrete I can point to, but just the combination of the flashback and that scene at the end where she brings him back. I, I don't know. I almost felt like maybe she was doing it towards a purpose and i don't know maybe it might tie back into that whole mother's approval thing or it might not but i mean it, it almost seemed like she married the king towards a purpose that didn't preclude loving will yeah, yeah. so remember that really awkward episode where she was like really kind of a little bit more sexual than she really needed to be oh when um, she was yes. like hitting on jafar and everything <laughs> you yeah, mean every yeah. episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But there was one up like this is really really awkward right now where do i look i don't know what to say and i, I think that might have something to do with it like she's lonely you know we know that the red king is gone so i think she's looking for a mate so that might be you know and she obviously still has a little bit of feelings toward the knave so that might be where she's kind of looking for a new love interest i mean because those tweedles i don't know about them tweedles (laughs) (laughs) that eye creeps me out too Yeah, I'm not, I, I, yeah, the Tweedles it, need a little something. Yeah, that got lost in our notes from uh, last week's episode. But yeah, yeah, we weren't uh, the Tweedles. I think last week was their first speaking lines, and they, they just weren't as unique as Tweedle, Tweedledum, and Tweedledee should be. You know, they weren't as memorable. They're just kind of like these kind kind of foppish guys with weird makeup who one's working for the Red Queen pretty exclusively, and the other one's working for Jafar. And what's going on yeah. there? I totally didn't even catch that they were the Tweedles until you pointed that out. I was like, oh, oh really? Yeah, I'm special. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even click that they were Tweedles. Speaking of Jafar, though, I've heard that he is going to be the new villain in the next Saw sequel. Uh, what? Because it, well, he seems to be really into torture. He, I, I mean, he chopped off the <laughs> poor oh, John Lithgow's foot. Poor bunny. I loved a bunny. So, uh, I, you know, he, like I said, he chopped off his foot, and he was like, "You have what four minutes, and I can still reattach it, and you'll be fine." But you have to tell me if someone Alice cares about. Do you think he? I, I, I it's pretty, seems pretty clear that it was probably Alice's family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which I, I thought it was really w- weird that he was willing to, uh, you know, give up that information to get his foot back. And th- but then he was also willing, like five minutes later, to help Cyrus escape. Yeah. It, it, it seemed kind of well because he wanted to save his foot, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's all the only reason he told him any of that. 
Yeah, well, it seems like the White Rabbit. He he's he's very much about self preservation, but he does have he does have a decent core to him. But when faced between an immediate danger to himself and self sacrifice, he chooses, uh, you know, giving up someone to save himself a little bit. But it was good to see him kind of give himself up for Cyrus. Yeah. So he could get out. Where where do you think? Because didn't Jafar say that you know he wanted uh, the rabbit to make a hole to nowhere? Uh, what what do you think that meant? I didn't hear hole to nowhere. I didn't hear hole to nowhere. I heard hole to nowhere. I thought thought it was just make your hole. Yeah, he just said dig your hole because it was somewhere that his carpet couldn't take him. Mm, See, I thought I heard hole to nowhere, and that's unfortunate because that's what I led the episode with. <laughs> so you guys talk. I'm I wondered go, about that. I'm gonna go check the episode. You guys talk for a minute. I'll be right. Because now I'm curious. Oh yeah, no, I'm pretty we sure we haven't was... seen the rabbit. Oh, for a while now, right? Like, when was the last time we saw him, other than just this episode? It, there was one in between because he wasn't in the last episode. Didn't he yeah. hide hide something? Uh, I'm trying to remember now. He hid something. Was it the bottle? Or no, he took yeah, the bottle. No, he yeah, took the bottle to the He queen. took the bottle. Yes, that's right. That's, I think that's the last time I remember seeing him. Yeah. That's really, I, I think, the last time he did anything. That's true. I feel like we haven't seen him in a while. So Okay, kind of I, I just watched the episode. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, the rabbit says, but where do you want the hole to? And then Jafar says, nowhere. So it is a oh, hole Jaf- to nowhere. Huh. Oh. I did not hear that. So no, where could no. nowhere be? Well, Anywhere? didn't... Um, I thought that, they, that either it was... Was it Adam Horowitz had said something that this wasn't England? It was like a pretend England? Yeah. Something about, yeah. Do you think that could have been it? Like, so maybe it, that world is called oh, nowhere? I guess. Oh, maybe. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that kind of threw my timeline off because I thought it would kind of be some weird Bellfire crossover, mm-hmm. but I guess not. So there yeah. goes my anticipation for that i actually speaking of crossovers and whatnot that's some is something that we've been asking guests as they've come on and stuff uh, we kind of have a feeling that this whole series is to set up one or two characters backstories that are going to be folded into the main series proper what are you yeah. guys' bets on who that character is and why hmm. well personally for me i would like to see alice and the knave uh crossover because Alice can touch, you know, other characters like they brought Jefferson back and, you know, the Queen mm-hmm. of Hearts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would really like to see some of the villains from Wonderland show up on the main show just because we are lacking in villains on Once Upon a Time because yeah, they all seem to. all of them. Yeah. So we need somebody <laughs> on that show. So, I mean, Jafar's been a pretty good villain so far. So I wouldn't mind seeing him show up there. I want to see yeah. Regina be bad again. <laughs> but that's just but, me De- Deborah. what think, do you think yeah i think the knave would be a really cool crossover i mean i feel like he's at a huge range that it would definitely work for once upon a time because i think some you know individual characters wouldn't really work you know perfectly but i also think that little mermaid would be interesting since she can cross realms that might be a good crossover what happened to uh sorry this is like a random thought in my brain what happened to the the um the rabbit guy the guy with the hat what is it not the white rabbit the other one the uh, one that the, makes the hat the march hair no no no, no. Um, oh. jefferson now yeah it's... what happened to him uh he I got another, another show, show. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> also, he's Bucky. He's Bucky in Captain America too, isn't he? Is he? Yes, he is. Yeah. He is. I, yes. I, thought I knew you'd have my back, Rebecca. Yeah, I know. I got it. <laughs> he literally would have been the perfect person to be in this show. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. they never had a cameo with him, even. Just like exactly. a Well, if he's it. doing as many other things as you say, uh, no he's the it. Winter Soldier. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. I guess technically the Knave actually is already a crossover character because he showed up in the Wonderland pilot in Storybrook. So, yeah. So I guess we can. I want him. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to cross. For me. And I think, I think Amory shares my thoughts on this. Uh, The definite want is the Knave. The, the probably is going to be the reality is Jafar, I think. Just because, you know, they're they're friends with him from the, his lost days and, you know, they, they've been focusing a lot on Jafar. So I, 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 if Jafar doesn't show up in, once proper the next At half of the point. season, I'd be shocked. I would yeah. I would fall over uh, from shock. Yeah, because they still have to do an Aladdin story, I would assume. So. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they haven't uh, even touched on that. Really? So, yeah, they, yeah, they've just... Sorry. Do you think Sidney Glass is going to come back and be another genie in the lamp? That could yeah, be... didn't his show get canceled? Did Revolution, Revolution? get canceled? I don't, I don't know. know. What? Um, <laughs> I've heard very negative things about it. I would week. not cry over that, but um, <laughs> it's, if it's still going, it might be hard for him to show up. Well, yeah, it it might be cool for like the finale or something, like Jafar is getting the last genie or whatever, and you know, yeah. it, one of them ends up being Sidney Glass. But then again, he's he's in jail in Storybrooke, so <laughs> as far as we know. Well, maybe they'll let him out. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so uh, something when when Cyrus finally got out of Jafar's palace and Alice was looking at him, there was that whole big area in between them covered in fog. Any ideas as to what might be in there? Because I know Jafar was very confident that anyone who got out of his palace wouldn't survive getting out of out of his palace, so he wasn't worried. So I, I'm wondering if you guys have any ideas, maybe from the original story or something else, that what might be in that fog. What about that book? Didn't in the book wasn't there several other like crazy animals that could attack people? Do you think maybe something will come back again? See, what I was thinking was maybe the Jabberwock from oh, Alice I like that. Story. that would be you, good protection mm-hmm. for his his castle. Yeah, it, plus you know that the fog and everything it really kind of reminded me of almost of like a swampy area and there was a I think we've mentioned it before when talking about Wonderland there was a uh, like a two-night TV event back in the 80s like a big musical Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass thing and the design of the Jabberwock on that was very swampy. <laughs> so I I, I thought I, I it, it just came to mind when I saw the fog and everything that it could be the Jabberwocky. But I I'm sure we'll probably get uh, more into that next week maybe. We'll talk about that uh, when we get to the trailer. But uh, let's see. Uh, Emery, you had another point here? Uh, I did, didn't I? Um, so the man in the cage. Mm-hmm. I think it's Jafar's dad. Good call. I, yeah. I applaud. A.K.A. the Sultan. The Sultan. Because that we learned last week. We learned that last week. And this was my thought last week. This is a carryover point. And then I still think it's him because... Um, he said that he has something that Jafar wants, but he's not going to give it to him, which His I'm going to guess is, 
or an apology. <laughs> it, honestly, it might be his love because he just feels like an abandoned bastard. Yeah. Or my French. But, well, that's what he called himself. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. There's some people. <laughs> um, so. Oh, yeah. And that that's probably also why he was pretty confident that Jafar wouldn't kill him. No, matter no he what. basically said he's not going to kill me. Yeah. No. Yeah, he he was pretty confident in that. Uh, I, I, I I'm a yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. What was that? That actor is from something. The the other guy in the cage. What what's he from? Was he from mm-hmm. Seinfeld? Maybe. What's oh, yes. you know what he was. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he um he owned a restaurant. I forget his name. Was he the soup Nazi? No, he's not the soup Nazi. Okay, I was going to say. The soup Nazi had a mustache like that. It's, I, I think it's the guy who there was some sort of um, urination on the couch situation <gasps> happening. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I forget yes. what that guy's name was. But yeah, he was definitely from Seinfeld. Yeah, it, like uh, when I saw him and I recognized him, I was like, "That guy's gonna have something. He he's gonna be important somewhere." <laughs> yeah, so, I guess we shall see. So, uh, you know, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I I was I the only one that thought that I don't know for like a split second that the guy in the cage was Jafar. Like I I don't know for it kind of like kind of like a transformed disguise Jafar. Yeah, because that the same thing happened in Aladdin, but I felt like mm-hmm. there was a portion right before Cyrus is gonna free him that he was like, oh, I'm gonna be Jafar, but it didn't happen. Like for mm-hmm. me, for ten seconds, I was like, is this Jafar? Is he like really? You know, is he in him right now? You know, doing his little spooky dance. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that was just me, but I, I thought for like a split second that it was Jafar in the old man. See, on, like on one hand, I would have really liked that because it would have been very Jafari and fun. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it would have de- delayed Cyrus getting out of there by another episode, probably because you know Jafar would have stopped him and ah, oh, just just move the story along, people. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> yeah, which they did thankfully. So uh, do do uh, either of you have since we didn't let you guys put your points in like we usually do because we had so much and stuff. Uh, do do either of you have anything that we didn't bring up that you want to bring up about the episode or well, the show in general? Uh, just to verify the Seinfeld thing that was not Poppy working- who who peed on his couch. Poppy. <laughs> it was it was not Poppy. I just looked that up. Um, nice. I guess my one of my big questions is because we've seen like the Red Queen use magic a lot. And so my question is, where did she learn that? Because I don't know if we know that Anastasia knew how to use magic when she was just, you know, the the yeah. the girl that we've seen. Well, so, you would you would assume she would have used it to get them, you know, some food or something. But then, then again, she also did know what the mushroom did. So oh, that's true. So it's yeah, like that. That was interesting. Like, how did she know that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she knew of Wonderland, but I didn't really understand how she knew so much. Like, I felt like she had a kind of a she was kind of pre-briefed before she went to Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it did. It did, did kind of seem like she was kind of like Wonderland fangirl, like she'd been, you know, looking at all the travel guides and, you know, making an <laughs> itinerary for them and everything. Trip advisor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when you need to travel between realms, tripadvisor.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and I guess we'll start with uh, yeah, let's start with Rebecca. Change it up. Out okay. of thirty-four grains of anti-magic dust, how many <laughs> grains of anti-magic dust would you give this episode? Out of thirty-four, uh, I guess uh, let's go thirty. Thirty. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, I I thought it was um 
just a strong episode for for Alice, and I liked all the backstory stuff. And I mean, it wasn't a perfect episode, so I won't give it a thirty four. But um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the the act out right when they got to the evil Alice in the little cave thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really surprised by that. And this was the fir- one of the first times watching Wonderland where I went, what is happening right here? So any <laughs> any time anytime I get kind of a response like that while watching an episode, I mean, that's that's pretty good for me. So I'd give it a 30. Excellent. Okay, Anne-Marie, out of 34 anti-magic grains of sand. I think that's what I said last time. 28. 28. Why? 28. Um, well, see, it would have been something like a you know, 24 or something, but then that last half just kicked up so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I got more Knave and Queen, and that's what I really was wanting. But finally, Cyrus has escaped, so hopefully we're going to kick it up a notch. Bam, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> um, so I don't know, maybe because I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for the next three episodes. This episode gave you hope. This op- episode was brought to you by hope. <laughs> Wait <laughs> a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, Debbie, Deb, Deb, Deb. Yeah. Thirty-four uh, uh, anti-magic gran- grains of sand. What do you What do you say? What do you, What do you give me? I'm gonna go twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. So I'm gonna be in the middle. I'm in the middle. Uh, I think I really enjoyed um, the Anastasia Will backstory. I thought that was really cute. Like, I, it really made me like her because I've hated her so long since the beginning of the yeah. season. <laughs> so it, it kind of, kind of made her human to me. I mean, her lips kill me. Like, I swear, every time I'm like, I, yes. I push my lips out just to pretend. Like, ooh, hello, hello. But I, I enjoy. I enjoyed seeing how she became to power. I enjoyed, mm. you know, kind of the the whole story of how she became the queen because I, I felt like that was lacking. We we didn't really know where that came from. The whole comment of her with a stolen crown. So that was really cool to see. And I really I want Cyrus and, you know, Alice to get together. So I would say twenty nine. Excellent. I I would give it 24 just because of how well actually that's partially because of how much I hated last week's episode. <laughs> and, uh, you can't so, hold it against it. Well, I I went in I went in kind of sour on the on the whole yeah, thing. Kind of. And then the first half of the episode was kind of lackluster, but then they really kicked it in at the end. And if if the entire episode was creepy Alice and the origin of why the Red Queen talks weird 34 grains easy easy but <laughs> i'm gonna have to give it 24 but again as amory said i'm very very hopeful uh now let's see here i uh, usually here we would have our our sponsor read but we didn't include it because we're lazy so i'll just say um <laughs> I, I just released a book called dog boy den of thieves it's oliver twist meets stanley spider-man or if you prefer hardy boys meets kick-ass and uh, it's basically about a 13-year-old superhero named Bronson Black who operates in Colta City and fights the Guild of Thieves. I'll leave it at that. If you want to check it out, dogboyadventures.com. That's where you can – there's a free chapter. Uh, you can get some more information. See the wonderful cover art by P- Paul Loudon and uh, buy the book if you want to. I, I like it. It's good. But I wrote it, so I'm kind of biased. But uh, they, that, that'll constitute our sponsor read this week, and it's completely self-serving. I apologize, folks. <laughs> Uh, but now on to the news. That's my favorite part, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> we ran 
randomly do it when talking to each other too. It's kind of like, sad. Like waiting, waiting for that port. Like, come on, come on. <laughs> That's our favorite part too. Although unfortunately, because of the delay on Skype, it's not quite as smooth as it is <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> but, uh, okay, we'll, we'll uh, go ahead and hit up ratings here. Uh, ratings, uh, we had a uh, 0.9 out of 3 in the 18 to 49 uh, demo, which is the big one. Uh, 3.73 uh, million viewers, which isn't bad. Beat out Parks and Rec, Vampire Diaries. Uh, but still but, got less of the share. Yeah, Big Bang Theory is the unstoppable juggernaut. Yeah, they, thir- Thursday night at 8 is tough. Horrible. Yeah, yeah and, and, and we've talked about this in previous weeks, but it really seems weird they put it there. It seems like it would have been better to put it in a block with uh, once proper, right? That's what I was actually reading in an article about why Wonderland is suffering. I don't remember where it is. No, I don't have a link. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it basically said, why did they do this to it? This was signing its death. They should have left it as a mid-season break the way it was originally intended. because. Then you could have just replaced Once Proper with Once Wonderland. You have yeah. a built-in audience who's already coming in, who doesn't have a – who doesn't, who don't. No. <laughs> there is no other loyalty at that time. They're already committed to that time slot. Mm. And I think that would have been much better. We'd have gotten the full 10, 12, 16, I don't know how many weeks, but it wouldn't have had to keep getting cut. Well, I, I guess, I guess uh, it depends on how the series works out, too, as to whether it made it, that would have made sense or not. You know, because bo- uh, both I noticed that – and this might be a little spoiler territory, so bye if you hate spoilers. Um, <laughs> but uh, both for uh, the main series and this series, the, the last episodes of this section of both of them and, you know, the entire series here reference going home. So I'm wondering if maybe home is the same place for both series and maybe we might, you know, kind of dovetail and tie in right at the end. Uh, Well, the last episode of Wonderland is something about home. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So we shall see. Uh, Speaking of uh, further episodes of Wonderland, we do have a promo here. The episode is called Who's Alice? I'm just going to. Did you guys get a chance to look at this at all? I did. Yeah, it was really short. Yeah. I felt like there wasn't much to it. Mm-hmm. Well, so. it, it it seems like the basic premise of it is going to be that Alice goes back to her family uh, somehow and uh, has to choose between her family or, you know, her life back there and Cyrus, uh, which seems like it'll probably be a pretty easy choice for her, especially <laughs> considering how her parents were kind of had moved on past her disappearing when she was a kid. That seems like I- it screw you up. And didn't they put her in an asylum? Yeah. 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 That's an an easy choice. (laughs) See, I have issues figuring out where those scenes were coming from timeline wise. I actually feel like some of that happened before she got sent to the asylum. Like maybe between when Cyrus got uh, abducted and she got. Okay. I, I have timeline problems with this entire show, but I think I don't think it's all now. I think a lot of, or at least part of it, is from before. That makes sense. I I don't think she would leave Wonderland except, you know, by noose (laughs) right now Mm -hmm. because she's finally making progress. Yeah, yeah, I I am definitely glad to see that we're going to get just a little bit more of Alice's, you know, native world, though, too, to kind of maybe, you know, further define it in relation to all the other realms we have floating around right now. (laughs) Right. 
that'll definitely be cool. And yeah, I can definitely see that, you know, taking place in in the post second time in Wonderland pre-asylum days too. But I, maybe my mind's just leaning that way because I'm pretty sure that uh, the rabbit told Jafar about Alice's family. Right, but that doesn't mean he takes Alice there. Yeah, and you what know, I was thinking it was going to be is he was going to bring whoever it was back to Wonderland. This is true, and yeah, and, hmm. you know the whole Jafar saying that it was a portal to nowhere too. So you, I guess we'll just have to wait and see next Thursday, ABC. That, that would be hilarious though if we saw Jafar in like Britain at that time frame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clothes. <laughs> he would stick out. His staff. <laughs> With his girlfriend staff. <laughs> They're going to throw him into asylum. Like, what are you wearing? Go home. <laughs> Just uh, stand, like floating next to Big ben, ben and on a really cheesy CGI carpet. <laughs> oh, wait, really cheesy <laughs> CGI. Making like big eyebrow gest- gestures like he tends to do. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, now, unfortunately, we haven't been getting a lot of feedback on the Wonderland <laughs> stuff lately, uh, which, you know, considering that uh, it doesn't seem like too many people are watching is understandable. <laughs> but we do love to hear from you. Uh, you can email mail us greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. Uh, you can hit up our Facebook, which has been super active lately. Thank you for that. Uh, it's facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And you can also leave us a voicemail, 424 424- Two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four two three five two. And we love voicemails. You know, watch the episode on Thursday night. Run to your phone. Don't walk. Run to your phone. Who doesn't have their phone voicemail. sitting next to them? Come on, uh, now. It, unless it, it's charging, your phone is like in your lap. And we did actually get a voicemail <laughs> this week from Robert, uh, but unfortunately, the connection broke up a little bit for him or something, and it, it, it was unintelligible. I, I, I w- there were like fifteen seconds here and there that you could understand, but it was just kind of broken up. So unfortunately, we weren't able to play it, Robert. Don't let that uh, discourage you from calling in again. Hopefully, we'll have a better connection for you next time uh but amory did you want to read this uh, that we have from of course our, our super off. fan win super fan win starts off hi hashtag team amory uh, <laughs> i needed a hashtag for the show um agrabah still more interested in the interesting than wonderland in many ways oh yeah by I, the way we should we should preface this is this, from last but, week yeah this is from last week um, I, that's because we had no feedback this week. Um, I enjoyed Jafar's backstory and was glad that he dispatched his mistress of the dark to serve back the evil she had brought out in him, making her making her into his staff wordplay there as she now works for him was very creative. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Too much kissing, though. My inside voice complains like the little boy in The Princess Bride every time the characters on this particular show lock lips. Lack of actor chemistry, maybe? Question mark? <laughs> no um, question mark needed. That should have been a period win. I'm disappointed. Could have been an exclamation mark. <laughs> uh, also, no love for the random costuming of people in the crowd scenes. Did the capital? Yes. Oh, Hunger Games drop its old clothes <laughs> down a portal hole. It's loading characters on a catapult the same as jumping the shark. Does actor Brian George have the easiest gig ever lying on the floor all day? I have so many questions. Brian George is the guy from Seinfeld. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But all he does is lay in a cage. And he played Babu. 
He does play Papu. <laughs> nice, but I uh, thank you very much for uh, writing and winning. And yeah, uh, the the making out can be a little weird sometimes on this show. They just seemed awkward. Mm-hmm. It yeah, seemed it, really awkward. Well, actually, like I, I think a lot of this show, like it, it feels like when they're doing like the CGI things scenes on Wonderland, it feels like when the CGI scenes are bad, it's because of the CGI. When the CGI fe- scenes feel bad in this show, it feels almost like it's because of the acting. Like yes. I don't know, like sometimes it feels like they're not even in the same room. Yeah, it's it, like it they're just, trying way too hard, and mm-hmm. it's just get lost in like video translation. It's like, oh mm-hmm. god, you're killing me. Just stop. Yeah, in a, <laughs> something from last week's episode I didn't bring up that I I it was on my notes last week that I wanted to bring up was just it felt like Jafar and or like ended it three times like it felt like there were three different ways for Jafar to try and get Alice to make her wish and then they just instead of cutting one and going with the good one they just kept all three in and it just like went over and over again and it was weird but I thought I'd mention that uh, but thank you very much Win uh, for writing in. I, again, uh, if you want to write in, uh, you can write us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at gfstorybrook, Facebook, facebook.com, slash greetingsfromstorybrook, and voicemail is 424-274-2352. Now, we will be back Monday evening slash Tuesday morning, depending on when you download it, with our discussion of this week's once episode, which I've seen some previews for. Looks pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. darn good. Uh, now, uh, Rebecca, where can people find you? Uh, you can find uh, my podcast, Operation Cobra Podcast, at OperationCobraPodcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at OpCobraPodcast. And uh, if you if you follow your personal, what's your personal Twitter? Uh, uh, my personal Twitter is at DerbyKid. So if you want to see some random things, follow me there. Yeah, I was going to say, if they follow you and then they follow me at my personal Twitter, at Bill Meeks, uh, they can see a lot of really good conversation about Man of Steel, Superman, the character of Lois Lane (laughs) in general. Uh, There's a lot of crossover. Definitely, definitely. Okay, uh, now, Deborah, where can people find you? Uh, You can catch me on Twitter at at Snowbunny143, and I'm a loser, so that's really it. (laughs) You have a blog, too, don't you? I do. I do. Um, I only was doing it for two weeks. It was just a little experiment to go like a raw juice diet. I lost 10 pounds, so it worked (laughs) out. Okay. Congratulations. (laughs) But I haven't actually done anything more than that because I started eating meat again. So I'm I'm actually. There is nothing uh, wrong with eating meat. (laughs) Meat's good. Thinking of. um, So I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I was thinking about kind of doing like a kind of like a diva book thing, just kind of explaining the books I've listened to and kind of what I was taking a look at. So that is kind of in my brain right now, but it's 3 a.m., so God knows what can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See, that's a shame we didn't have uh, Audible as a sponsor this week, which, by the way, you can also get a free trial at Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash storybook. Amory, where can people find you? (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone, and I also recently started a blog that mm-hmm. is a little lacking this week, but I promise to catch up. It is crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated.wordpress.com. It's a lot of paleo recipes, crafting attempts, and basically I talk as crazy as I do here because I know you all love me being highly caffeinated. So <laughs> please feel free. I take any feedback. I'm, I'm learning. Yes. I, I, good, good stuff, good stuff. And uh, you can, as I said, uh, actually, you know what? 
I'm not going to plug anything for myself because I did that whole ad thing for me with the dog boy thing, uh, dogboyadventures.com <laughs> in the middle of the episode. So I won't plug that here. Instead, I'll plug things that are, are completely unrelated to me. You like can follow boy. Barack Obama at Barack Obama <laughs> and you can get all your latest news for the U.S. at CNN.com. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess that's wow. About it. Wow. You went political even. That's the comedy of it. I did. Yeah, actually, that was very politically themed. That was I didn't, extremely political. I didn't intend Perhaps it to be. we should have sent people to following Adam Horowitz or one of the actors. But see, there's, I have a relation to that because I did do the Once podcast, right? So I, I was looking for things unrelated to me. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay, we're going to stop this now. Yes, we like, are. It's crazy. Uh, so I guess uh, then until next time. Greetings, Greetings from, from Storyland story book uh, oops. and Wonder Place. We usually figure that out. <laughs> Where's my magic juice?